Welcome to the Wellbeing Room. I'm your host, Leah Cooper from the Centre of Key. In this podcast, you'll hear stories of my own wellbeing journey, and you'll also be meeting some special people along the way who'll be sharing their stories too. As you listen, I hope you get inspired to improve your own wellbeing and get more out of life. Welcome back to the Wellbeing Room. Today on the show, I'd like to introduce Maddox. I first met Maddox back in January 2019 when we both took part in the Mind Valley Speak and Inspire course with Lisa Nichols. I recently reconnected with Maddox when I discovered he had started his own podcast, which you'll hear more about shortly. And please excuse my dog barking in the background. (laughs) Maddox has spent many years devoted to personal development and has a thriving coaching practice where he works with women to help them stand in their own personal power. Now in his role as the host of the Authentic Gay Man podcast, he has carried his coaching skills across to engage with his guests in honest and raw conversations concerning topics that gay men rarely speak about. This includes topics such as intimacy, vulnerability, and authenticity, which we're going to talk a bit about today. So welcome, Maddox, and I'm super excited to have you on the show. Thank you for coming on. Thank you, Leah. I'm super excited about being on the show. Thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, you're welcome. And it's great to reconnect after a couple of years in the ether. (laughs) Yes, it is. Speak and inspire. Yeah. So I guess my first question for you is if you can just share a bit about how you came to do the work that you do. Well, I think I, I think I was being led to the work even as a child. Mm. Um, my family went into business. My dad went into business for himself when I was 11 years old and it was a customer service oriented business. Mm-hmm. And when I was about 13, I started hanging out and helping out some in the afternoons after school weekends and, and summers. And so I started cutting my teeth on, you know, being of service to others at a very, very early age, it came very naturally to me. Yeah. It was an automotive business that we were in. Okay. Yeah. And I did that for, well, until I was probably about 24. Mm-hmm. And while I was, I actually took one of the businesses over when I became of age and ran yeah. it for about five years. But in the latter part of running that business, the automotive business, I was going to school to get my license as um, a hairdresser. Oh, excellent. Yeah. And I, I went into hairdressing and um, owned my own salon or a private studio or something of that nature for an even 40 years. Wow. I, I just uh, retired from the beauty industry in December of 2019. Mm-hmm. And it was very bittersweet. I was ready to retire, but I had such long-term clients that I just absolutely loved. And Mm -hmm. probably 85 to 90% of my clients were women. Mm. And so it was what I knew best, even in the automotive business. So many of our customers were Mm. women. Yeah. So women have always been a part of my life, a very important and valuable part of my life. I love serving women. Mm. And so that's where I started coaching was a handful of my, my hair clients became coaching clients. And then it just kind of went from there. Yeah. And then 
I kind of got to be in my bonnet somewhere along the way over the last three or four years. I teetered, tottered back and forth. I thought I wanted to maybe work in my own community with other gay men. Mm-hmm. And then I had the moment where I thought, no, no, you don't want to do that. And, and I walked away from it for a period of time. And then I, I finally came back to it. And it's, it's funny how when we get out of the way and let life unfold, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been ready at any time earlier. You know, yeah. when I talked about it back in 2017, I, it wouldn't have worked. I'm yeah. so glad that I backed away from it. Um, because I wasn't ready. I could clearly see now that I, looking back, that I wasn't ready. And something told me that then, and and now I, I am ready and I'm just having the time of my life. Yeah. The podcast is fairly new. It's been in, in it's, uh, I think today makes five weeks since yeah. my launch. Oh, congratulations. That's great. <laughs> it's very exciting. I've had a really, really wonderful response. Mm. No, that's wonderful. And, um, you know, you, as a, as a coach, I think the work that you've obviously done in your hairdressing days, that really gave you a really solid foundation for, for what you do. An incredible foundation in ways that I could have never imagined. Who mm. knew that standing behind the chair and cutting hair all day, every day would, I mean, I was coaching long before mm. we even knew it was an industry before yeah. I even had a word for it. You know, when I, when I read about coaching, I went, well, heck I've been doing that for a while. <laughs> yeah. You know, So it was this, just this natural progression mm. um, that coupled with the fact that I've been in personal growth and awareness work. Yeah. I'm in my 37th year of that. Yeah. And it's, it, it, it wasn't something I planned, but it was kind of a perfect storm. All of the most fabulous um, pieces of the puzzle came together without me even realizing what I was doing. Mm. I, I was just out living life and doing what I was drawn to do, never realizing that it was part of this plan that would all come together at some point in some unforeseen time in, in my life. Yeah. Yeah. It's only when we look back, isn't it, that we see the path unfold really. <laughs> yes. Yeah. With mm. such beauty. Mm. Yeah. And I love what you said about how, you know, you, you, you had felt you, you'd like to have started something back in 2017, but now looking back, it's, you're, you're glad you didn't because you weren't ready. And, and it's interesting how, how life does that to us, isn't it? You know, sometimes we think we want to step into something, but something holds us back perhaps. Um, And sometimes we can push against that too. And I think sometimes when people do push against that, that's when things start to fall apart a bit. How did you think about that? You know, I think it's, a really slippery slope. I think Mm. there are times when we do need to push back when we have some limiting thing going on Mm. and we need to push through it. But I also can look back at this and see, I am ever so grateful that Mm. I backed off when I did. I I don't know. It was just something told me this is just not a good fit right now. And I trusted that. And I'm so grateful that I did because I don't, I mean, even this time around, I was in a lot of, are you ready? Are you ready for this? Can you really do this? There was Mm. so much doubt every day was like, this feels bigger than me. This just feels really huge. I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. And I just kept doing one thing at a time. Yeah. 
Mm. Just, I'll just do one more thing. And that one more thing just turned into one more and one more and one more. Mm-hmm. And then one day there I was on launch day, launching yeah. the podcast. And I know for a lot of people that doesn't sound like such a big deal, but I think the way I went about it, it was a big deal. Yeah. I, I mean, I just didn't turn on a mic and record an episode and then post it on the internet. Mm. I, I put months and months and months into uh, the preparation and the promotion and a lot of preparation, more preparation yeah. than I think I've maybe ever done for uh, anything. I don't know. Yeah. It's been, mm. it's been crazy, but um, it was a very big, big thing. And mm. on launch day, there was just kind of like this, oh my God, I did it. Mm. I really did it. Yeah. And and then all of the doubt and the second guessing just vanished. Mm. There was just this, the moment I launched, I was like, wow, you can do this. Yeah. It just became matter of fact, you can do this. Mm. Yeah. And everything I, shifted. Mm. And I think that's a really great example of, of just a, approaching life with a steady focus and with a goal in mind and, and doing the work, and like you said, one one thing at a time, you know, not trying to, you know, climb Mount Everest in a day, so to speak, and and having a really good plan in place. I think for people starting podcasts, I think yours is a great story to share um, for other people who are thinking of wanting to start their podcast. I think if there's someone out there in that world, um, you'd be a great resource to tap into to really share a bit about how you did that and and the steps you took. So. I would definitely recommend if there's someone out there listening today who is wanting to start a podcast the right way, then definitely get in touch with Maddox because I'm sure he's got a lot of really great insights to share with you. It it started off with little baby steps and then mm. the steps started to get a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger, but it was a very gradual thing. Yeah. And then it just snuck up on me. All of a sudden, one day I was, I I had just gotten to the finish line. Well, so to speak, (laughs) or maybe the starting line. Yeah, well, that's right. (laughs) Yeah. The finish line of one part, the starting line of another. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I'd like to talk a bit about relationships. And, and I, I think more what I'm, I'm talking about is like this relationship with the self. So you've just sort of touched on, you know, how you're, you felt about, you know, doing things and sort of listening to that intuition. Um, and I think part of what we do as people is we can sometimes switch that off. But I think having that relationship with self is just a really important part of, of who we are and, and how we sort of show up in the world. Um, I was wondering if you could share from your coaching experience and maybe from your own personal experience, how you see that relationship with self and um, how that can be developed and even healed. I know a lot of us have, you know, traumas and, and things that we carry around. I know this is a really deep dive all of a sudden, <laughs> but, um, you know, being able to do what you've done, you know, in your business, in your podcast, you know, you've obviously created a really good relationship with yourself. Um, and I know that in the coaching work you've done, you've helped a lot of people, you know, develop that relationship with self. So I was wondering if you could just talk a bit about that today, your perspective on that? I would love to talk about that. (laughs) You know, I think that it is one of the most overlooked things in our world. Mm. And that is the relationship with self, you know, for the sci-fi people out there, the people who um, love Star Trek, you know, Mm. many, many years ago, there, 
the way they started every episode was, you know, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, the, you know, they talked about the final frontier, which was space in the, yeah. in the show. Yeah, yeah. But I've come to believe that space is not the final frontier. The final frontier is within us. It's mm-hmm. not something out there. Mm-hmm. It's inside of us. And it's the last place we go. And we don't go until we're forced to go. And some people don't ever go. Some people don't ever really develop a relationship with themselves. They live their life out and die without having a relationship with themselves. Mm. I will be the first to admit when we start talking about self-love, it's not sexy. No, (laughs) you know, know, we want to focus on that sexy relationship Mm. with someone else. Yeah. Yeah. But we don't stop to realize that everything starts on the inside. Mm. And I do mean Lou Tice, who is, some people will recognize that name. He's, he's a guru. He's passed now, but one of his famous quotes was, or is everything that is meaningful and lasting starts on the inside and works its way outward. Yeah. And our ability to generate relationships with others, whether it's a spouse Mm -hmm. or a friend or a boss or a coworker, doesn't matter who it is. Mm -hmm. Our ability to do that is only going to be as good as our ability to be in relationship with ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, when I really fully understood this and stepped back and looked at it and and saw what self-love has the power to do, Mm. I always say self-love is the key to the kingdom. It became sexy. It became very (laughs) sexy when I fully grasp Mm -hmm. what it could do. Yeah, because it does have a power, doesn't it? It really does. It has a power beyond what you can even fathom Mm -hmm. until you're standing in that place of self-love and experiencing that power from the inside. Yeah. It's hard to tell somebody what it's going to do for them until they're, they're there and experiencing it. Yeah. Cause it sounds hokey. It sounds like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. Can you share maybe an example of uh, maybe from your coaching practice of where this has been really obvious or it's been a, you know, a really wonderful example of how someone has gone from, you know, and been able to develop that, that self-love muscle, so to speak. Well, with, I, I, I lead a small tribe of women and we have ongoing conversation about th- this exact thing. Uh, Self-love is a big part of it. And I bill myself as a personal power coach. Mm. And that personal power comes from self-love. It comes from our ability to take care of us. So we talk about self-care, which so many people believe is a massage in a bubble bath, (laughs) you know, and, and, and self-care that is a tiny piece of self-care. Self-care is something that spans across mind, body, and spirit. Yeah. Most of us, when we think of self-care, we think about the stuff that has to do with the body Mm -hmm. and we forget about the mind and the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. But they're interconnected. You can't separate them. 
No, that's right. And so there's this ongoing conversation, not only with my members of my tribe, but in with myself. Every day, this self-love conversation is going on. Mm. It's become such a big part of me that I, I'm single. Mm-hmm. I live alone. Mm. And so all the conversations in my household are conversations mm. with me. Yeah. Mm. You know, there was a time when we used to think that people that talk to themselves were crazy or yeah. you worried about people that talk to themselves. Yeah. Honestly, mm. I really feel concerned for somebody that doesn't talk to themselves. Yeah. I feel real concern, all joking aside. Yeah. Mm. You know, I have some amazing dialogues with myself mm. and work out problems. I do problem solving with myself. Mm. And it's this back and forth. It's like two parts of me on the inside yeah. that are batting this challenge, this issue back and forth until the problem is solved. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I I really love that. Um, you mentioned that because yeah, I've been also living alone for a couple of years now, and and just having that space to to have those little conversations with yourself, and sometimes they're big conversations. But I think what you say about how we need to the to listen and talk to ourselves, I think a lot of people don't talk to themselves very well, you know, or they they're very mean to themselves you know it's I like that idea of you know you should speak to yourself like you're your best friend you know like treat yourself as you would a good friend because that's going to create the relationship with yourself that you want to have and I think that's a really important thing and I think a lot of people I mean I don't know I don't know that many people but from what I've heard is that people tend to really talk themselves down a fair bit and put themselves down and and I know it does take effort and work like I mean since doing the speak and inspire course that was kind of a catalyst for me for a lot of this stuff Um, and ongoing training since then has really opened my mind to that you know just being more positive and more loving to myself as a human being Um, and I think I love that you're out there doing this work with women um, and now you've also started a podcast I guess to help also gay men specifically with this with this problem as well Yes, because it's a universal topic. Doesn't mm. matter whether you're male or female, straight or gay. Yeah. We're all confronted with some level of this. I've just chosen my audiences to kind of zero mm. in on who I thought I could most effectively serve. I would say that the the negative self-talk and 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 that aspect of it is um, epidemic proportions in our world. Mm. Mm. You know, most of us will speak to ourselves in a manner that if we spoke to our friends that way, we would have no friends. That's right. Yeah. You know, we say things to ourselves. And what we don't realize is I, I have this whole process that I teach. And, and for a lack of better title, mm. I call it, we train people how to treat us. Yes. Mm. And we do that by three ways, three different ways that we train people how to treat us. One, by the way they see us treat others. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That's pretty common, commonsensical. Yeah. Two, by the way they see us allow others to treat us. Mm. 
a little bit less commonsensical. And then the third one, which to me is the, the big one, we train people how to treat us by the way they see us treat ourselves. Mm. You know, if, if I'm saying disparaging things to myself, yeah, and then somebody else says something disparaging to me and I get upset at them, I mean, the world is a mirror. It just reflects back to us who we mm. are and what's going on inside of us. Mm. You know, so, so a female client says to me, I'm really frustrated. My, my husband is just neglectful and he's not attentive at all with me. Mm. And I'll just ask their simple questions. So is there somewhere in your life where you're neglectful and not attentive with yourself? Mm. And there's always this deadpan silence and her eyes get really big and she's speechless for a few moments. Mm. We train people how to treat us. Yeah. Yeah. I've gone deep into this in the last few years. And it's amazing how we, by default, train people how to treat us poorly. Mm -hmm. But when we really, really understand how it works and we begin to treat ourselves really, really well, we can train the whole world to treat us any way we want to be treated. Mm. We have way more control than we believe we do. Or maybe control isn't the best word. Maybe influence. Influence, yeah. Is a better word. Yeah. I notice that as I have gone more deeply into really treating myself really, really well, Mm. the world is treating me really, really well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would have to agree with that sentiment too. It's all under that umbrella of self-love. Yeah. When we love ourselves... you know, I get teased from time to time and that's okay, but I will frequently, sometimes I do it every day for, I, there've been times where I've spent a lot of time doing this. And then it's kind of sometimes as on an as needed basis. I have a hand mirror that is down by my bed between the nightstand and the bed. And it's just leaned against the nightstand there. And it stays there all the time. I don't use it for anything, but this, but I, pile up in my bed and I get my hand mirror and I pull it up close to my face where it's only maybe about six inches from my face. Yeah. And I look deeply into my eyes and I spend time just with me looking into my own eyes. Wow. I talk to myself Mm. and I tell myself, look in the mirror and and I don't talk to me like, Oh, I got this. No, it's you got this. I talk to the person in the reflection, like it's a Mm. different person. Yeah, you can do this, Maddox. You got this, or whatever I need to to mm. say. And I have this whole thing going on in the mirror mm. with myself. Now I can't take credit for this. This is this is Louise Hay. She wrote a book called Mirror Work 30 years ago. I mm. highly recommend it. It's a mm. game changer. But I'm amazed at how many people. I had a client do this as an exercise recently. Yeah, and she told me that she timed herself. She couldn't get to one minute. Yeah. It was that uncomfortable. Looking at her own in her own eyes in the mirror was so uncomfortable. She could not get to one full minute of looking into her own eyes. Wow. What does that tell you? Mm. When we can't look in our own eyes. Yeah. And we all know people that can't look into other people's eyes. Mm. It all boils down to that self-love. Yeah, that's really powerful. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'm kind of blown away. <laughs> By that concept, I mean, 
I did the mirror work with Lisa Nichols in the Speak and Inspire course, which is sort of similar but different, you know. Um, you probably remember that that work, that exercise, but actually just what you've described there, I can, I'm just like, wow, I'm going to have to try that. I really hadn't um, considered that as a, as an exercise. So yeah, I'm going to find a mirror and make sure I have it nearby. It's a little bit awkward at first, mm. uh, yeah, but of if course. you just kind of allow yourself to move through the awkwardness, it becomes mm. this beautiful gift. I mean, some of my favorite time is talking to myself in the mirror. Once again, I'm single and I live alone. So it, that relationship with me is very, very important. Mm. Uh, you know, likewise, I will, if let's say I'm having a tough day for whatever reason, or I'm sad about something, it can be yes. anything. I'm off for whatever reason. Yeah. I will pile up in my bed in complete silence. Maybe sometimes I have music, but most of the time not. Mm. I will wrap my arms around myself, just like if I had a partner that was troubled yeah. or sad, I, I would put my arms around him and love on him. So I put my arms around myself and I, and I touch my face and I run mm. my fingers through my hair. And yeah. I say all of those sweet, kind things that I would say to another person that I yeah. really love and care about, but I say them to myself. Yeah. That's so beautiful. And yes, it was awkward the first few times I mm. did it. Mm. Now it's just a part of my, my life. Yeah. It's, it's just a part of what I do. And now I've been doing it long enough that I can't imagine not doing it. Mm. I can't even imagine not doing it. Life wouldn't be okay. Once you've tasted the sweetness, it's hard to, hard to go without it. Yeah. We have to learn to, to love on ourselves. And that looks a lot of different ways. Mm. We have to honor the, all of us has a little child that lives inside of us. And we have to yeah. learn to honor and care for that little child. Yeah. Cause that little child is always a little child. That little child never grows up. No, that's right. We've got to be a kind and loving parent to ourselves. Exactly. And maybe we weren't, we didn't have that, but yeah, it's our re responsibility to, to take that on. Mm. But the whole part that makes this sexy is when you can do all that in your own life, mm. you start to, in, in the internal part, you're, yeah. you're doing it with you in the internal part, you start to experience in, in the external world. Yeah. I am surrounded now by people that are continually loving on me. Mm. Yeah. Continually That's building me up just the way I build myself up in the mirror. Yeah. yeah. Rarely do I have, I, it's to the point now where I don't even hardly ever have to set a boundary with anybody in my life mm. because I set boundaries with myself, yeah. which is the example and yep. everybody in my life just follows my example. example. Yeah, exactly. And it really is that simple. I love how Maddox is such a great example of someone who has embodied the self-love tools and practiced them and is willing to share his own experience with us in this podcast episode. I have split this interview into two parts and I really hope you'll join us for the second half of this interview with Maddox in the next episode of The Wellbeing Room. If you have any questions or you'd like to be a guest on my podcast, please get in touch. All the details 
on how to contact me can be found in the show notes of this episode. Thanks again for listening. I hope you've enjoyed the conversation with Maddox so far and I look forward to having you in the wellbeing room next time. Until then, stay well. Stay well.